This episode of Burn the Haystack is sponsored, somewhat ironically, by The Haystack. The Haystack is a voice for young adults in the Seventh-day Adventist Church that produces articles, music reviews, videos, and more. To check them out, go to thehaystack.org. The Haystack, life, culture, theology. Welcome back to Burn the Haystack with Josh and Jesse. I'm Jesse. And I'm Josh. And this is a conversation where we help you save the best and burn the rest of your culture and faith practices. Ooh, slight difference. Yes. Big changes. Yes. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Like, I realize that we are two guys just having a conversation about culture and faith and, and all that sort of stuff. And we thought, you know what? We're not just about us. We're about you, the dear <laughs> listener. So let's talk about that. Let's suck up to you. No, nah, it's not sucking up. I don't know. <laughs> it sounds sarcastic, but it's actually genuine. I think when we first started um, exactly one year ago, exactly one year. Yeah. How crazy is that? It's like been a whole year that we've been doing this. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. So this is a very, very special episode for that reason. Um this episode is kind of like our celebration episode. Um, so, woo, we made it. One year. It's we amazing. did it! <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, it. this is really cool. I'm, I'm really stoked. Um, I'm kind of also amazed. Uh, I never thought that I would do anything like a podcast, let alone a podcast that lasted for a whole year. That's kind of crazy. It's 52 episodes. Like this is episode fifty-one, so it's not quite, but it's it's almost there. How ironic would it be if we just stopped after this episode? That would be well, kind of funny. yeah, that would be pretty sad. But I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it's kind of we did those three Easter specials, which no one talks about. They're like the equivalent of the um, Star Wars Hall- um, Christmas special. Um, <laughs> but you know, but so I guess you could say we've done like fifty. 54 episodes or something, but also we took yeah. a two-week break, so it all sort of evens itself out that we've been doing this for a year we've put out enough content like it's it's a big milestone for us to have reached this point and i'm i don't know just super grateful yeah i'm super grateful too so look we just wanted to take this opportunity just right off the bat at the beginning of the episode just to say thank you um for those of you who have listened from the very beginning actually i i wonder how many people have actually listened from the very beginning if you have um (laughs) send us a message Maybe there's a special prize. I don't know. Maybe just the prize is a firm handshake if I see you in person. <laughs> or maybe even a uh, pretty cool high five. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Josh, Josh is all about those those high fives. I like to keep it formal personally, but uh, Josh is all about the high fives. I don't know. <laughs> but no, yeah. thank you. No, yeah. I'd be surprised if somebody has listened to literally every single one of our episodes from day one. I would be so excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I, so I, I don't expect it, but if you have listened to literally every episode, like there's no way that you could probably prove that you listened to every episode, but if you have, then yeah, thank you. And for those of you who have joined us along the way, I know a lot of people um, started joining us after Digital Discipleship Conference, um, 
A lot of people started joining after the Tim Gillespie episode and the Caleb Isley episode. So those are really cool milestones for me. Um, but yeah. yeah, no matter how long you've listened, how many episodes you've listened to, um, we love you and we're just so appreciative that uh, you've joined us in this journey. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the thing. I, I honestly, I know it sounds horrible, but when we started this, I didn't expect to have... Um, I didn't. Think, I didn't think there'd be a huge audience for it, and by we have by no means a huge audience in terms of the podcasting world. But I've been really surprised at the number of people who have really resonated with the stuff we've been talking about here, and who have then mm. carried it on into their own local context. Um, it's just sort of bigger and further beyond what I thought we were doing originally, yeah. um, and yeah. that's crazy to me. Mm. Yeah, no, I I totally agree. I think that. When we started, we had sort of like these really airy-fairy ideas, kind of ethereal, hard-to-grasp ideas of what we wanted the podcast to be. And I think even back then, we a year ago, we kind of understood that this was something that was going to grow probably um, out of our control. And I think I, I that to me is kind of a win, the fact that this whole thing has kind of grown and dare I say, evolved, um, <laughs> um, you know, because it feels, a lot of the time it feels like we're not in control of, of the the pace and where the podcast is moving. Like we, we obviously are creating the episodes and everything like that, but it feels like the community that's built around it and a lot of the conversations that are happening and the way that the direction is kind of like not completely directed by us. And I just love that. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been really cool as well. I think the the scope of sort of guests and, and things that we've had on here has really gone beyond what we thought originally too. Um, you know, because as we've as we've been doing this and having these amazing conversations, um, a lot of people have been like, "Hey, you should you should connect with this person," mm. or like, "You should see what this person is doing." Um, or people have just come out of the woodworks and be like, "Oh, hey, I'm such and such." Like Caleb Isley, for example. I didn't know mm. there was a Humans of Adventism, and then he just found us and connected yeah. with us um and it was amazing and um yeah still yeah we, we both support his, his ministry and we love what he gets to do um so yeah i think it's been a really just bigger experience than what we thought it was going to be yeah and yeah so such a such a privilege um so this episode we really just wanted to reflect celebrate and just talk about the past and also a little bit about the future um where were you at, Josh? I, I, I can speak for myself and, and all that sort of stuff, but where were you at sort of a year ago when we when we started? It's hard to say, honestly. Like I, I don't sounds I don't remember a lot of it. <laughs> um but I think I remember, you know, when we first started, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, but there were actually two or maybe three, I think two episodes that we recorded that we never aired because they just weren't right. Um yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't which remember I actually, what those episodes were, to be honest. I remember one was about Logan Paul. It had something about oh Logan yes, Paul I think it yep. was around yep. the um, uh, social social influences. Um, yes, and we did another one. I can't remember what the other one was about, though. I want to say it was about Hugh Jackman, <laughs> but I don't Hugh know Jackman. why. Hugh yeah, Jackman. Yeah, no, because I, I think I remember us having a big chat about um, the Greatest Showman. But I can't remember. Maybe that. Maybe we did maybe that was, one. I can't remember. Maybe it was around crea- creativity. It, oh, I think. I think I remember us talking about an episode around creativity and and sort of 
maybe oh man the themes of the greatest showman because that was yes that was around the time that we started i had just moved to palmy i'd only been in palmerston north like a month maybe two months we had kind of come off the we kind of come off the um project of the the youtube project the josh and jesse show that started and started really hot but then kind of didn't i don't know it just didn't pan out you know i think the distance made it too hard yeah yeah Yeah. it was a big effort um so we just come off that we'd stopped doing that for a while we hadn't made any um any uh videos for a while and i think we were kind of like talking about do we get back into the videos and i think it was it was me who kind of pushed for podcasting because that was originally when we started, that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to do podcasting and then, then that kind of changed. I don't quite remember how that changed. Do you remember how that changed from podcasting to, to video? I think because, I mean, originally this project started under a sort of evangelism thing we had to do as a part of our internships, which yeah. not, not a lot of people know that, but that's kind of one of the one of the reasons we started the YouTube thing. We both had a fascination with trying to look at what digital discipleship looks like. Yeah. Um, and I think for us, we wanted to do something more shareable. Um, mm. And mm. so we thought we thought the videos might help um, make it make it more shareable. And I think they did. Um, yeah, we just couldn't, we couldn't pump them out fast enough and that good, good enough quality. But then we also had a lot of feedback on the videos that was like, hey, I'd love to hear these conversations um, actually spaced out more. Yeah. Um, so that's sort of I know what that's what led us back, but I can't I can't really remember. I think we just thought that videos are a bit more evangelistic. But then we started doing that. But then the problem was that YouTube changed its algorithm at that exact time and made it harder to share. <laughs> it was like the worst yes. timing ever. It was just just I think just after the adpocalypse kind of thing and Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not that we really were like timing. Not, not that we were into it for the um for getting money because I don't think I think it's really hard to monetize the sort of content that we wanted to make. But even so, it it meant that a lot of our content was just not getting out there, which was really disappointing. Um, yeah, it was really hard to make any sort of traction. Um, we might revisit it one day, but yeah. yeah, maybe. Hey, quick um quick side note to all of our uh theology and ministry interns out there for you guys and gals who are um in your first or second year of your internship in your churches, if you have a fairly um progressive and i don't mean progressive in terms of like theology but like a fairly like forward-looking conference um president or administration uh or you're in the south pacific you will have to do at some point some sort of evangelistic um thing and that usually looks like a daniel revelation seminar but what we found and what you can find as well if you're in the right place for it sometimes they won't let you do it but if you want to do something creative and digital and you just don't want to do a Daniel Revelation seminar, ask. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? We we asked and we didn't know if it was going to be um, accepted or not, but we just went ahead with it anyway and they said yes and it was yeah. great. And now look what we have. We have an evangelistic tool that extended way out of our internship. It's crazy. Yeah, and we don't have any plans on stopping. So it was... I actually remember the stream of questions because I think both of us were talking about, oh, what are we going to do? Like, neither of us are super into... I mean, you know, Daniel and Revelation seminars obviously have their place and, and health seminars, um, but it's just not really us, I think, to... We're just not no. that that sort of no. person to, to present in those um, in the maybe style that people would expect. So, um, I remember talking to my to my mentor 
and being like, so with this, you know, all it says is an evangelistic, you know, um, effort basically. And mm. so I said, how creative can we be with that? And then my mentor was like, oh yeah, no, you, you can be creative. Um, we're actually looking for more creativity with this. Um, mm. And then I'm like, can we do it with another intern? And then he's like, you want to do it with Jesse? I'm like, yeah, I want to do it with Jesse. It'd be cool. Um, <laughs> it's know, like he doesn't kill... even have to. Yeah, that's obviously who you want to do it with. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, we can kill two birds with one stone. He's like, great thinking. Um, and I'm like, could we do it online? And then they're like, yeah, sure, why not? Just present what you want to do. And then we came up with the idea and presented it and it was all good. So yeah, it's a niche, a niche audience, yeah. but anybody who is in their internship... Try and be creative with it. Try and be creative with as yeah. many things in your internship. It's a great time to, to test the waters. Yeah, because I think a lot of conference presidents and administrators recognize that like social media, YouTube, and anything on the digital space is valuable and needed. But because I think a lot of our Adventists especially, and maybe a lot of other Christian denominations and movements are the same, the administration does tend to be on the older side. And so they don't necessarily get the technology, even though they see a need for it. So if they see somebody like a young pastor taking initiative, then that's like gold to them. So that's a way that they saw it here. They People may not see it the same in a different part of the world, but doesn't hurt to, to ask. Yeah. So I guess as far as our, our headspace in starting the podcast, I think both of us were like, it's probably going to be less evangelistic as videos because they're not quite as shareable i guess and it's not going to be sort of a tool that people can take and, and share um but i think it doesn't mean it's not obviously impactful um yeah. because we found there are a lot of people i guess over the t- over time um and even just in the first few episodes we sort of started connecting with people who were listening and realizing a lot of our listeners were actually um probably more fringe adventists um yep. Yeah, yeah, and we found that super interesting because we that was really- like a lot of our early feedback was from people who had either left the church or were kind of like one foot out the door, and you know they were kind of frustrated with how things were. And I think especially some of those earlier episodes were a little bit more clickbaity, like church isn't working and you know it, and yeah. like that's like it comes off really aggressive, <laughs> and then the conversation's a little bit less aggressive, but at the same time it's opening up the door to having that conversation. And I think a lot of people just resonated with that at the beginning, like the fact that we could, like, like I've always been the sort of person that that kind of puts my put sticks my neck out, maybe sometimes when I shouldn't, um, and says things that a little bit controversial but i think with us working together um and josh is a little bit more on the cautious side i'm a little bit more on the brash side i think that sort of balance has worked really well in the sense of being able to have some tough conversations but in a way that's not super threatening and aggressive or is on the other hand if you were to flip the coin on the other side is just like a propaganda like no the church is fine leave it alone you know what i mean (laughs) yeah uh, and I think, um, you know, looking back as well, I'm kind of, I love our name, Burn the Haystack, but at the same time, I think we did sort of shoot ourselves in the foot a little bit with it. <laughs> <laughs> that started as a joke. I think it was you. You said you said yeah, it, it as a joke one day and then we laughed about it. And then like a few days later, it was like marinating in my mind. And I was like, we have to do this. No, this is the right name for us. And then you, I think you kind of regretted it because I, I then took that and I was like, no, this is great. And you were like, it was just a joke. Yeah, it was. I mean, 
because that's the thing. Like, I still love it and I love the concept and we'll get into how the um, concept sort of unfolded over time. But I think there are a lot of people and listeners, if you know people like this, feel free to tell them differently. But there's a lot of people who <laughs> don't listen to our podcast purely because of the name and probably a lot of a lot of audience, yeah, have the wrong idea about what we do just because of the name. Yeah. I think we definitely have the most clickbaity hey, uh podcast name in all of adventist podcasting <laughs> i think ours is probably the most wild out there even if i don't think our podcast is the most wild out there podcast i think there's some some podcasts that really push the boundaries a lot more than we do but i think our adventist name- podcast what <laughs> <laughs> what emily weber what um yeah no i like yeah but i think i think ours has got the wildest name and i like that <laughs> yeah me too um me too uh, so, what do you reckon, Jesse, about our our purpose then and um, our purpose now? I think when we started, I think I think when we started, we had, as I said, we had a vague idea of what we were doing, but we really didn't, and it was sort of unfolding, and that was okay. But when we started, we had this very long, elaborate idea about um, religion, and we had we used this metaphor from uh, the Jewish uh, law that outlines legal procedures for a dog burning down somebody else's haystack and it's very complicated and oh it was a, it was a midrash that, it was a midrash, mid-rush. Yeah. right yeah sorry um that's how long ago it was i haven't even looked at it since yeah <laughs> but yeah so that was that was where that was our starting point and the idea was the idea i think wasn't even there one of the catchphrases that we've used which is what's the easiest way to find a needle in the haystack well, obviously, you burn the haystack. I, I don't think we had even come across that saying um, at that point. We kind of discovered it later. And I think that's probably the theme for me of um, probably the last 12 months has been the unfolding of the idea because when we started, we had this idea. But in some ways, I feel like the original intent of the idea, we've kind of abandoned, not because it's bad, but because it's grown. Mm. Um I don't know if that I don't know if that resonates with you. Uh, I think that that like the original, the old metaphors were a really good starting point. The original concept was a really good starting point, but I think the iteration over the last twelve months has really has really pushed us to become better. And the podcast, I think, has become better as a result of us being willing to not just stick with our original starting point, but allow that to grow and evolve and unfold. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. Like, I think when we started, we did have a, a pretty good idea. Um, and I think our core heart heart has still stayed the same, but the language and exact phrases that we've used, for example, our old, our old thing used to be a podcast about faith, culture, and memes. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we kind of realized that memes don't really come across very well in an audio-only format. <laughs> so it became kind of like, oh, this is sort of stupid to keep talking about memes. Yeah. Uh, we still do every now and then, but it's not sort of the same as what it was. We kind of had this old idea of starting with like a meme of the week every... um, Yeah. <laughs> but I remember discovering the um, Burn the Haystack quote when we actually started doing ministry like uh, on Instagram, like having our burn the haystack Instagram, I think it was, or maybe I was, we started using the hashtag burn the haystack and just claiming it. But when I first started looking through other things that had been tagged that, basically all that was in there was um, people sharing that quote. What's the fastest way to burn a haystack? 
uh, find a needle in a haystack, burn the haystack. They'd share it on Instagram. I'm like, oh, that's a great quote. And I'm like, that's actually really relevant to what we're doing and pretty on brand. So maybe we should just adapt it, uh, adopt mm. it, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, it, it's worked really well. Um, and now it's kind of cool. You go into hashtag burn the haystack and most of it is, uh, yeah, ours, our stuff yeah. we've posted or people have posted um, in reference to us. Which I'm like, wow, we've claimed a hashtag. That's really cool. <laughs> it's a very niche hashtag, but it's a great hashtag. It's the best hashtag, I would say, personally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, and I think that's I think that's so true. I love the I love the fact that um as we've grown, you know, the community has grown around it and the community has kind of made it their own. I think that if you're gonna be part of a community, um, there, there has to be that sense of authorship, of ownership, and I think that's been um, a really, really important part of Burn the Haystack's um, journey. Um, and I think what this has taught me is to hold on to this thing really loosely and not to hold on to it tightly. I, th- I think a lot of people, when they start a project like this, will kind of see it as their baby and they won't let people speak into it in a significant way or even if they do let people speak into it they'll still hold the reins and I think I've had to learn to to let go and to allow other people to speak into it Um, especially our team you know we've actually had a team now which is amazing Um, Josh Wood and, and Laura Hutchison from Australia have both joined as sort of part of the team and and that's been really cool yeah, so I guess um, our our purpose now, uh, I, from my perspective, I think, yeah, Jesse, you want to speak into this too, but I think our purpose is really um, coming down to making making a, a simpler form of Adventism in a way or making Adventism more, more simple. It doesn't mean it's not deep or not profound, but it's just like easier to... Um, to follow because it's it's simple and effective and i think that's that's the reality we just want to burn away all the mess um and we just want to we just want to come to hey let's just let's just get back to following jesus again um and i know that sounds so cliche but um in reality so many people um were so lost in that and, and still are so lost they're like oh you know what about this and this and what's our stance on this and is this a sin? <laughs> you know what I mean? Or is this wrong? Yeah, or is, yeah. this what, is this what Adventists should do? Um, and it's just like, I, I just want to, I just want to like, let's just, okay, guys, let's just go back. Let's just remove the politics. Let's just remove the whatevers and just say, okay, I just want something easy, not easy, simple. Easy is a bad word. Simple is a good word. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I, and I think, like to be to be honest, like you could just as well call us a an Adventist based deconstructionist podcast because that's kind of what we're doing. We are deconstructing, but we're not just deconstructing; we're also reconstructing. I think that's a vital. There's a vital aspect mm-hmm. of deconstruction. You can't just have uh, a deconstruction without a reconstruction, and I think that's what we have been doing um, in the conversations and uh, you know the the voices that have been speaking into this project. Um, yeah. and I and think yeah, there are certain things as well that rather than just deconstructing we're actually also solidifying agreed you know, I think yeah. of episodes we did on, on hell for example yeah. like that yeah. was super solidifying or yeah, on and rest and what was it you need a break that's what it was called yeah, yeah yeah but even with that one like I think with the hell one that's pretty that's pretty rock solid but I think with that one it's just about communicating that in a new way and I think the same is true for, for Sabbath and for rest like I think I don't think we've I don't think we've created too much idolatry around hell 
but I think we have created a little bit of idolatry around Sabbath in the sense of like, what can I do and what can I not do on Sabbath? Which like, as we talked about, when we ask that question, we're kind of missing the point of the whole thing. Um, yeah. So we are deconstructing in the sense of saying, what can we clear away so that we can experience this more fully uh, and more and more freely? And so, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I think if people listen to this and they have a better sense of how to follow Jesus, because here's the thing, what I believe and... Um, I think this is something that people are coming to an awareness of more, but I don't know, maybe people aren't, is that I'm starting to think of following Jesus and Christianity and Adventism not so much as a religion, but as a a way of life, a lifestyle choice, perhaps. Um, and I think that's a lot of people, that's something that a lot of people don't get. They just see it, oh, of course, it's a religion. You know, you have churches and ministers and well, that's a religion. But I think the call of discipleship and following Jesus, no matter what faith strand that you're a part of, is about living that call day by day. Um, so, and, and if people come away from listening to an episode with a clear understanding of how to follow Jesus in one way or another more simply and without the fluff, then that's a win for me. Hmm. Interesting. Cool thoughts. Um, yeah, and I think it. we've also actually even touched into a lot, a lot of areas about how people engage with their local church. I think mm. trying to clear away some of the complications around that um, and just make that more more profound um, and, and simpler um, to, to make it more empowering and exciting in how, how we engage with our local churches. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know, like that's been exciting for me, I guess, as a pastor to know that, there are there are people who listening to this have been like, oh, I can I can actually you know apply this into my local local setting. Mm-hmm. Um, not that we're like a we're not really a church leadership podcast, but there's just been so many times where that application has come along, and it's just been really helpful for me, but also for I know a lot of people listening. Yeah, it's inescapable, I think, and I think I think you've done a really good job of that, Josh, of um, bringing us back to the practical. Like, what are the actionable steps here? Like. What's some of this stuff that you can actually apply in your local context? And I think you've done a really good good job of bringing people's attention to that over and over and over. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Lame. All right, let's go. <laughs> um, one of the things that I have thought, and uh, maybe you can uh, speak into this as well, is some of the highlights, because I think more than just us talking here like this this started as just us chatting and then we slowly introduced a few of our friends as guests and then then we started to grow out of that um actually having people on the podcast that we'd never met before which was kind of a scary scary jump for me um yeah what have been some of your highlights over the past year (laughs) um Oh man, yeah. I I think yeah. I think there was actually really. Now that you mention it, I think there was a really big transition from when we went from um, interviewing friends and people we know and we've had a lot of encounters with to starting to meet people and interview them for the podcast. That was a yeah. really big and actually pretty hard transition. I think it was like, oh man, we've got to be like serious now, and you know, <laughs> you can't just wing it and make mistakes. You've actually got to be like. Oh yeah, we know what we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was that like for you? Because like you're the one 
So for those of you guys listening, Josh is the one who basically um, is the the go-to for guests. Like I don't talk to the guests beforehand. He does mostly. Um, so what was that like for you? Well, yeah, I think um, I had to. I've had to start doing this thing where I do like a pre a pre interview before the interview in a way. <laughs> um, and it's sort of like I call up the guest and I just have a chat with them about about the podcast and about the feel and about, um, you know, just get to know them and make them more comfortable with at least one of the guests, uh, one of the hosts, sorry. Um, Makes us sound so professional. And then I just like to hear a bit about their heart. Pardon? Sound, makes us sound so professional. Well, yeah, it, it kind of was and I was surprising myself. Um, <laughs> like, for example, <laughs> I think Tim Gillespie was the first one who was... I mean, we've both met him, but he's not like... Mm someone we've had a lot of encounters with. Well, um, he's kind of like a, for better, better, um, for lack of a better term, an Adventist celebrity. So he's, he's well, kind to of, us he is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And so that one, I mean, I, I spoke to him a lot on Facebook messenger before, before we ever actually got him on the podcast. Um, and that was, that was cool. I think every other guest before that, I think we're all just, mates pretty much <laughs> um, yeah that's funny that, that we went straight to tim gillespie from just like mates it's like okay we're gonna have a whole bunch of people that we know and then we're gonna jump straight to the guy who has like a church of like a thousand and has been involved in the one project and has like travels around the world for speaking appointments and everything like that like that's our that's our transition <laughs> yeah it was huge because like yeah we we're a bit sporadic with i mean it was funny. We were pretty sporadic with guests before, and then all of a sudden we went through this season where like every episode was a guest. You know? Yeah, <laughs> but, that was kind of I like the post digital discipleship phase, I guess. Yeah, after we went to that conference, we had all these connections, and then we we're just like, "Yay, let's speak to all our new friends!" <laughs> um, and then we started being like, "Oh, actually, this is a bit out of control." When's the last time you and I just spoke about something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did get um, to that point. We were like, "Oh, we actually haven't just sat down for an original episode," and somebody. Somebody that uh, we both really um, respect, uh, Lance Bolton, actually uh, mentioned that one time. Like we were talking to him, and he was like, "Yeah, I, I really like your guests, but you know, you guys started this podcast with you two talking, and like, when are you gonna do that again?" And we we're like, "Oh, oh dear." <laughs> yeah. Um, and some people might be like, "Oh, Lance, why did you say that?" No, <laughs> um, no, but. Actually, he's going to be a guest on the podcast at some Heck stage, yeah. which is really exciting. Um, you guys are going to like argue so much because he's going to talk about Star Wars. It's going to be glorious. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, anyway, we'll get back to that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I think... Yeah, I, I remember there was a really clear moment after Tim Gillespie that it, everything sort of changed in a way and it became like, oh, this is when we actually have to start being legitimate with what we do in a way. We have to really yeah. act like this is a, a proper deal. Um, yeah. which sounds weird, but it was, <laughs> it was, it was really good. And then we sort of fell into the rhythm of, um, you know, loosely, but pretty much every second week now is a guest and every other week is, is us, um, which we actually are quite enjoying that rhythm so far. It's helping us to produce, I think, higher quality content, um, and be more, a bit confident, but also keep building our community like we've been doing. Um, yeah. And I think that's the thing. A lot of people... I'm surprised at the community again. I mean, I know I already talked about this, but I'm just surprised. I'm always surprised at the community who comes out of this. Every time we do an episode with a new guest, people just resonate with it. And it's like, wow, this person, this is something I've never thought about, you know? Yeah. And I love when we do have a guest that um, there, there's always like a, a handful of people that join us that kind of 
are familiar with that guest's work and like a part of that guest's community. Like they um, they come and sort of like listen to the the podcast interview with you know their mate or their sort of the person that they follow, and then a, a small portion of that joins our community and just kind of like injects their sense of newness into it, which is really cool. Hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, like even if they're only with us for a brief season sometimes. But yeah. still I really value anybody who jumps on. It's awesome. Yeah. The other thing which I have noticed, which um which we've talked about a little bit over the past twelve months was when we started, I knew of one or two other I remember I remember when we started I looked I, I searched for Adventist podcasts on Apple Podcasts. The only ones that I could really find I I rule out I ruled out um, church sermon podcast because that's not what we were doing. Yeah, it's it's a pretty different market. Yeah, but the only ones that I could find at that point in time were Absurdity with Ryan Becker and Adventist History podcast. Um, both of them had um, kind of been around for a while, um, and I I had never met Ryan either. Or City ever met Ryan and I remember starting to listen to his podcast and I was like oh wow this guy's actually like an established Adventist who has a talking a talk show for a better um, lack of a better term uh, sort of style format podcast and then there was Adventist history podcast which is obviously more of a serial um, and I remember listening to Ryan Becker and, and that kind of gave me hope that oh hack there, there's like a you know there's other people doing this and then after we started it felt like the floodgates just opened <laughs> yeah I know I think it was particularly after we connected with Ryan too I remember we connected with Ryan we did an episode with him and then all of a sudden yeah like I just remember Adventist podcast the Adventist podcast scene just exploded to the point where now it is there is an Adventist podcast scene and it's actually a thing you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and we're, we're part of this group chat that is like got like 80 people in it like that's how many <laughs> people are involved like from the very small ones to the the huge ones all the way from like the the, the mostly concentrated in the US um, but there's a few now starting in Australia um, one or two now in New Zealand and are there any are there any in Europe? I don't know if I don't know I don't know this. Are there any in Europe? Do you know of Josh? I don't think in that group. I don't think there's anybody. But I mean, this is actually something I guess we're going to touch on later, but we're really wanting to connect more with Europe, you know, because yes. we've sort of connected with the South Pacific, which is great. That's where we started and connecting a lot with the US now. Um, but Europe is something it's we don't hear a lot about it over here and I'm I know that there are great things happening over there and so I'm really wanting to connect and I'm hoping I'm hoping that there are some Adventist podcasters over there but yeah. you know if not hey we're here guys <laughs> <Feel> <laughs> So free. if you if you are an Adventist podcaster or you know of an Adventist podcast in Europe operating somewhere over there please let us know we'd love to connect but I'm I'm just so thankful having said all that for the um for this Adventist podcasting community. I mean, we have our Burn the Haystack community, but I think one of the things that have has kept me going as well, um, not only just being able to, you know, do this with, with a fellow friend and having a team, but also knowing that I'm part of something bigger. And um, it also feels good, not going to lie, this is just on an ego level that we started <laughs> before a lot of other people started. So it's not like we're doing this because it was a trend, but because, but it feels good to be kind of part of like the OG sort of 
wave of Adventist podcasts. Yeah. And, you know, we're still, we're still like the only, one of the only other podcasts, Adventist podcasts out there with two hosts. That is true. I would actually say we are the only other, other, other Adventist podcasts with two fully fledged hosts because absurdity, as much as, you know, there's both Ryan and, and Tony, it's absurdity with Ryan Becker. <laughs> it is absurdity with Ryan Becker. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not absurdity with Ryan Becker and Tony Anoboli. Is that, that's it, uh, yeah. but it's that just would, absurdity with Ryan Becker. So it would be a mouthful. Yeah. So this is Burn the Haystack with Josh and Jesse. So this is true. And Josh I mean, and Jesse Ta- with no surnames. Oz Table Talk come close, but there's five of them. It's different. It's a different ball game. <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Y- yeah. Which so. they they will be on the podcast at one stage in the future. Um, we were on their podcast just a little while ago. That was a lot of fun. Um. As as with a lot of the uh, the collabs that we do, it's always fun to do stuff with other other podcasters, and there's a whole bunch of other Adventist podcasters that both of us would love to do collabs with. So, if you haven't heard a lot of these other ones, we've already listed off a few. There's Oz Table Talk and Absurdity. Those are two of the bigger ones. Um, of course, Adventist uh, Disruptive Adventism um, with Jose Briones. Yeah, um, the monster rising because it's just so, gotten so big so fast. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, man. He's got yeah. yeah. He's Jose got just went beast follow. mode on that podcast. Yeah, man. Good podcast though. I I do enjoy it. It's yeah, a lot. Very it's unique a lot, feel. It's it's a shorter podcast, which I appreciate as much as I love long long form conversations like ours. I do appreciate if you are releasing weekly content. Um, if you decide to go like half an hour, just go half an hour. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a different feel to the others. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's it's just been really cool because, I mean, I don't know. I, I know that there are some podcasts that started because, like, we were an influence on them. Um, mm. Not not all of them, obviously. But um, I know that there were some. And so that, I'm really grateful, I guess, to just be helping. And there's a lot of people who've messaged us about their podcast before it started. They're like, hey, yeah. um, can yeah. you can you give us some info on this? Or what's your or your experience been with this? And a lot of people have been able to help in, in the digital space. And I think that's been really cool. Like, I don't really see any of the other Adventist podcasts as competition. Um, it's We're all actually on the same journey and on the same... We're all trying to reach into the same space. And if we're being realistic... There's more than enough for all of us to have thriving podcast communities. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not like yeah. they're taking a slice of our pie or something. It's <laughs> no, it's, absolutely. Yeah, we're actually all working together, and that's what I really love about it. That's what I love about having that group chat. Um, which I mean, I don't even, I can't even keep up with now because there's just so many messages and people in it. Um, it's mayhem. <laughs> I wake um, up in the morning most days and I look at my phone and because like everybody, most of the people are in the US and Canada, I wake up with like 50 unread messages and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not going to read all those. <laughs> it's just way too much. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I know I know most of you people are like that. Like one one day I accidentally, uh, I put it on mute, the, the, the group chat on mute. And then I kept waking up and looking at my phone and going, oh, there's nobody on there. Nobody's talking. Why is nobody talking? And I was like, oh, I accidentally put it on mute. <laughs> I accidentally put it on mute and I've left it on mute for about a month now. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, actually, I put honesty. it on mute when I went to Australia for my holiday because I'm like, you know what? I don't want to think about podcast. I don't want to think about anything yeah, church related the whole time I'm in Australia. So I was mm. like, mute this and I haven't really unmuted it. I mean, I still check it every now and then. It's just not ringing throughout the night now, which is nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, but no, this is the Adventist um, podcasting scene is is really cool. So if you guys haven't checked out some of those those guys uh, and gals, I would definitely recommend um, recommend the ones that we've talked about. Uh, Adventist Millennial, the Oracle with Benjamin Amoa, who is oh, that's a once a month sort of podcast, which is they're yeah, rare, but they're nice. Yeah, I like them. I, I do too. I do too. It's always a nice little gift when you see that monthly podcast pop up. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, a whole bunch of other ones out there. I'm sure you guys listen to multiple um, podcasts. Uh, one of the ones that we featured recently is, is it called Connected Adventism? Is that what it's called? Um, the one by... Duh, 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 let me see if I can find it. Yeah, Connected Connected inside and out, connected Adventist, connected Adventist. Um, that's a that's a cool new Aussie one. That's the reason I bring it up. Um, oh. wait, so. wait, no, we didn't interview for that. No, no, we didn't interview, but we featured them on our social. Oh, media. on our page. Oh, I was like, man, are we doing interviews now that I don't even remember? What's like- no, 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 no. <laughs> we haven't gotten to that stage yet. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I think, uh, yeah, it's just been really cool. I think there's an awesome digital discipleship community rising um, in the podcast mm. scene, but also in all other areas. And that's what we want to keep promoting. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, I think um, what doing this podcast has made me realize, and I'm sure it's the same for Jesse, but we're actually not just Adventist podcasters. Um, we are we are Adventist um, content creators. And yes. that's what we want to keep doing. Jesse and I both want to keep creating content, and we're not limited to only podcasts. Yeah, um, we and actually... we're not limited. We're not limited by by that brand Adventism either. Like I love what Stanley Pominowski said last episode was that C.S. Lewis quote, which is like, "We don't. The world doesn't need more Christian writers. It needs more writers who are Christian." So I think either way, yeah. we're committed to creating great content, regardless of what we're saying obviously what we're saying is important but you know i want to see us personally i want to see myself as a as as an artist as somebody who's creating good content rather than just creating a propaganda piece and we've never we've (laughs) that's never been us we've always been very much anti that (laughs) so nothing to fear there but i think the content has to be great no matter what we're doing yeah, and I think that that's sort of something for us looking forward. And I guess this is a good stepping stone for us to move into sort of what's what to look forward to next and what we're hoping for in the future. But we want to move beyond just being just Adventist podcasters, but actually being just great cre- content creators, online content creators um, who are Adventist and who are Adventist pastors. Um, both of us have like so many dreams and things we want to do. Um, and at the moment, sort of the biggest thing for us is like time <laughs> you know yeah a bit of funding bit of resources like to be honest yeah that's there's always like more things we could buy but at the end of the day it's just like time we're just trying to put more time in and get better and better and better at this so that we can um, sink more time into creating other content um, mm. Mm. and I think it's really exciting to just have that um, you know our social media pages like we're actually doing things to make those thrive more so that there are a lot of people who are on those pages who don't, I don't even think they listen to the podcast, but they contribute a lot. So we're even looking at, okay, how can we best um, engage those people in some of the same discussions that we're having on the podcast? Yeah. Um, but without them necessarily listening to it. I mean, we want them to listen to it, obviously, but. <laughs> I think there um, are just, yeah. I think there are people that are just in it for the memes, bruh. 
I think they're just in it for the memes. Uh, there are a lot of people who are just on that page for the memes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I we do not it. disappoint. Well, Josh does not disappoint. <laughs> I go through a heavy meme fil- filtration and selection process. I look at a oh, lot yeah. of memes, people. And we create a lot of memes too now, which is exciting. Yeah. So we haven't given up on the memes. Just because we can't talk about them on the podcast as much doesn't mean that they're not still important to us. They're still, they're still part of the lifeblood of this podcast. Yeah. Don't let your memes be dreams. <laughs> Oh, yes. So, yeah, no, absolutely. I, uh, yeah, resonate with what Josh is saying. Um, We've got, it feels like sometimes we're balancing a whole bunch of plates on on sticks and we're just kind of rushing around, you know, like that video where like he's always rushing around trying to balance the plates and make sure they don't all fall down. Um, But I do feel blessed to have people who are sort of um, on on the journey with us. It's not just us doing this. Laura and Josh have been such a huge help in all of this. And if any of you would like to, to help out in any way, um, you're more than welcome to, to drop us a line to say, Hey, I can help do this or that. Um, um, so that's been, that's been really, really cool. And yeah, the future of content creation, like, I don't know. I, I don't know what the future holds for, for content. You know, I think we've talked a little bit about going back to YouTube and making some videos. Like, I don't know. What do you think about like videos again, Josh? Well, um, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm actually working on um, working on just some small short-form content for Instagram at the moment. Um, so if you guys haven't already found my Instagram, you can look it up, it's just Josh Stuthers. Um, but I really want to get into making 10-second um, sermons. Ooh. Yeah. So I've made my first one. I'm just learning how to edit it. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm teaching myself how to use uh, Premiere Pro. Oh, good um, job, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that's something I'm thinking, you know, I can... It's just basically a fun way for me to just learn more quick editing skills to just pump out. I don't know how regularly I'll do them, but it's just I saw the hashtag and I saw somebody else making them and I was just like, oh, I could do that um, and put my own flair on it. Uh, and so that's why I'm like, oh, I want to join... Yeah, no, it's like a hashtag, 10 second sermons. There's not much on there. But I'm like, oh, this is perfect. This is a perfect hashtag because it's not much on there, but it's got a cool start so I can... Um, jump on it so that's me personally and I'm I'm still dreaming I really want to make a YouTube channel um, yeah yeah I, I really do it's just working out exactly what to put on there and um, yeah I'm thinking maybe something to do with music but it's hard you know like it's it's hard to do alone uh, and that's that's always a, that's I think the yeah. beauty of the podcast is we've been able to work together so that's some of the stuff for me um, what about for mm. you I look one of the big dreams that I have and you know we haven't talked about this that much I don't think we've even talked about this at all is I would love to create a course um ooh yeah because like here's the thing like the podcast is all about simplifying our faith and our, and our faith practices and how we relate to culture and how we relate to the church and how we relate to following Jesus so one of the dreams that I've recently had and I've just been thinking about it is what if we created a course like a a course to help people simplify their christian walk like a like a spiritual detox or something like that wow Um, so obviously this is like i'm just sharing this as a concept and maybe somebody else has already done this or maybe somebody else is going to steal this idea and just do it for themselves if you want to steal the idea go for it but if you want to if you want to help create a course (laughs) Like, yeah, that's something that we could do. Uh, it's definitely, again, <laughs> sharing dreams is great. But as Josh has already said, 
the real problem that we have is time. Like we are so time poor as as pastors. Um, we're both super busy, but um, doesn't stop us from dreaming. And just because it's hard doesn't mean that we can't do it. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a dream. I think courses are like slowly starting to replace traditional educational, like online courses are slowly replacing traditional means of education. And I think that we can really take uh, pay attention in the church world for that. That's so cool. Um, yeah, I'd be keen to see that happen, but I don't even know the first thing about me. I don't take many courses, so I don't even know the first thing about it. Um, <laughs> Neither. I know nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> that, that's the thing. I eh? Like, what's wrong with dreaming about it? Um, yeah. 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 So, this is one of those things, I guess, like a lot of... This is... I, I guess there has been a little bit of a frustration about how many people they want to just reinvent the wheel for themselves um, mm. within within church world. But I'm like, oh man, how much more could we do if if people were more willing to just collaborate? And yes. um, that's the thing. Like neither of us are super precious over our ideas. We just want to see them come to life in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, because we believe they're helpful. So yeah, I guess that's something why it's been so cool to have Josh and, and Laura um, help us. And the thing is, I love that we have a blog now. Mm. You know, I really am um, part of our future thing is just that I'm really wanting to see that blog take off um, and, you know, have more people contribute to it and um, just for it to really take on its own identity even. Um, I'd love to have a whole audience of people who look at the blog um, who don't necessarily listen to the podcast. Absolutely. You know, not because they don't like the podcast. They're just not podcaster people, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, and I, I, think that's, I think that's a huge potential. So if you're like a writer... And you want to contribute to, to that, let us know about that. That's awesome. Yeah, I think I would just love to see the the blog really take off and have its own identity. Um, to have people who don't even necessarily listen to the podcast. Um, not because they don't like the podcast, but just because they're not podcast people. But have a whole group of people who just love the blog. Mm. Um, which I'm sure will, will happen in time. Um, it's just It's still pretty early days for the blog. Um, but you know, having more people contribute to that, more more writers um, have a bit of a community in that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and I think I think what we're saying um, is basically, no matter what form of media it takes, we're creating content. Like that's what we're doing. Um, whether it's Instagram, ten second sermons, an online course, a blog, or the podcast, for this to for burn the haystack to be more than just a podcast to be more of an idea and and more of a i guess a, a rallying cry for people who just want to simplify their faith to return to what it really truly means to to follow jesus and to to do that with complete authenticity and um yeah without any of the the hang-ups that that go along with uh, organized religion and a lot of the stuff that we've built around us culturally and with our faith um so yeah, that's 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 how I see it anyway. Yeah, um, and yeah, that's the thing. I, I think I was saying this before, but <laughs> just how the the online space is just so underutilized. Not even just yep. by the Adventist Church, but by the whole yep. church, um, the church world. It's just there's so little on there. Like how how many big um, Christian YouTubers are there? There's so few. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the ones that are there are doing a great job. And what, what, like how many big Christian Instagrammers are there? Not not a whole heap. Um, but we mm. could see so many more um, people who create content. Like there are a lot of big, how do, well, okay. So like on Instagram, for example, there are a lot of, 
big names who are Christian who have big Instagram accounts, but they're not necessarily like Instagrammers, if that makes sense. They don't make, mm. they're not necessarily making great content for Instagram. They're celebrities, um, perhaps, or, or social yeah, influencers yeah. or whatever. Which isn't bad. I think that's awesome to have have that. But uh, like having just more more content online is just really exciting to me. Um, yeah. That is actually going to propel people in in their mission, um, in the mission for mm. Christ and in 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 serving serving Jesus in in a digital capacity. It's exciting. Mm. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to reflect on, Josh, before we uh, close up this? celebration episode <laughs> um i think i just wanted to share that um there have been a lot of really great episodes and a lot of really cool conversations with guests um, yeah that we've had and i'm so excited there are so many more guests that we have lined up um that i'm really excited to, to chat to um and yeah i think we'd, we just want to keep um collaborating with people so if if you want to collaborate, just reach out to us. If you want to help us make these happen, um, just reach out. Um, there's always room. There's room at the table for all of us. <laughs> Amen. Uh, yeah. Um, and I just think about the incredible stuff that, you know, Marcos is doing um, with the Story Church Project. I was so grateful to get to collab with him. I loved doing that episode. Um, mm. So grateful to have our collaborations with Ryan Becker and our collaborations with... Um, I guess even people who aren't podcasters, like, you know, Martin and Alina Van Rensburg, I loved those interviews. Um, mm, mm. Even way back, I loved our interview interview with Julene Kapow. Um, I oh. still love that one. It was our early days. I think she was like our first guest or something or one of our she first was our, guests. She was, oh, no, I think I she think was our, our first live guest. guest. She was definitely our first live guest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's still one of my favorite interviews, even though our gear wasn't great, her microphone kept falling. <laughs> I remember, I remember, we had two microphones, you, yours and mine. We shared one, and she had the other one, and it was like propped up on a bunch of books at my kitchen table. Yeah, <laughs> it was so um, ghetto. But the content was awesome, and I still love what she shared. I actually still reflect on it. Um, same with our interview with Kira Bullock. Um, yes, th- those yes. are like two of my all-time favorites, and they're not even that you know, well-known because they were really our earlier day stuff. Still in the single digits, man. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's the thing. I just I just love getting to do this and I love getting to have these conversations. And even if our audience all left, I'm just so grateful for everybody who's, <laughs> everybody who's contributed and been a part of it. So thank you so much to everybody who's jumped on and been a part of this with us. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I just hope that we get to do this a little bit more. Like I have no idea how how much longer um, the podcast has in its in itself in its life um, but I just I just hope that we can continue to do this for a long a long time um, a couple more years would be really great I mean if we could get to like a thousand episodes imagine that imagine a thousand episodes Josh that is oh so God. over the top I was like ready for you to say imagine if we got to a hundred episodes and I was like yeah wow that'd be so cool <laughs> and you're like imagine if we get to a thousand I'm like Jesse that's like 20 years worth of wait <laughs> worth is that of episodes. Years? no I don't know if, I don't actually it's like 10 years I think that's 10 years of episodes because like two years is a hundred times by 10 oh that is 20 years wow that's 20 years. All right. So we got an, boys and girls, what we're saying is we have another 20 years of this. So buckle yourselves in because it's going to be a long ride. <laughs> wow. Goodness gracious. Know. All right. So anyway, um, I think that's our... Oh, did you have any last thoughts you wanted to share, Jesse? Or are you good? 
I'm just, I just to all the haters out there, I just want to say I love you, and that, uh, yeah, no, <laughs> look <laughs> at us now. Big. Dream everybody big. Who said, everybody who said we wouldn't make it past three episodes, look at us now, <laughs> millennials with commitment. Yeah, uh, that's 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 the real that's the real miracle. I think the the millennials that actually got past three episodes. Yeah. I don't know. I just I just think dream bigger. I think that you know when we started, we had sort of this sort of uh, aspirations. You said I think at the beginning that you were just kind of hoping for twenty episodes, and and we just you know blew that out of the water. Yeah. Um, so I think no matter what our dreams are. I, I always think that we should dream bigger, no matter what your dreams are for your church, um, for your local community, even for your life. I just think dream bigger because I think God wants to take your dreams and just enlarge them. Um, mm. I know that he's done that for us and I believe that he can do that for you as well. So good. So good. So let us know your thoughts. Let us know what your favorite moments in the past have been uh, with Burn the Haystack. Um you know, any of the interviews you loved or maybe the jokes that we cracked or times that Jesse put his foot in his mouth, um, mm, you know. <laughs> so many, so many. Yeah, um, yeah, we're just, yeah, keen to, as always, keen to hear from you guys. Um, keen to hear what you want to see next, what you want to hear next, what episodes you would love us to do. Um, yeah, you can always connect with us online. Um, the The website's the best place to find it all, burnthehaystack.org. Just go and check that out. That's just got links to everything. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just love to hear from you. Mm, cool. Um, if you haven't already subscribed on your podcatching app of your choice, you can do that wherever there are podcasts. Click that subscribe button. Just smash it. The smash it. <laughs> smash it. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all for us, guys. We'll see you again next week. We love you lots. That is Josh and Jesse out. Thank <laughs> you.